Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Tune in as we share stories of triumph, resiliency, and healing. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamily Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Welcome back for another episode of the Beauteous Me podcast. Guys, it is fall now, pumpkin spice latte season, which is exciting. People are getting ready to celebrate the holidays. And so I am just reminding you to take care of you because you come first. So learn the art of saying no. Today, I'm super excited to bring another amazing guest, another fierce woman, Andrea Lowell, who is a former TV and radio host for the Playboy Morning Show, which is number two on Sirius XM charts. She quit her successful hosting job to pursue a higher calling after feeling miserable and bored for far too long. Taking that leap of faith, she is now a self-mastery guide and the creator of the I Am Everything Project, her signature self-mastery mentorship program. Oh, sounds amazing. I can't wait to get into it. Her potent coaching centers around the never-ending practice of self-awareness, which propels the spiritually-minded to next-level frequencies, mindset, and connection to the divine, and therefore, next-level manifestation. Andrea, welcome, and I'm so excited that you are here. And Andrea's from California, guys, so let's welcome the California love here to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jamili. It's such an honor to be on your show. What an intro. I'm so excited to get into this. I am, this. I am. So I always <laughs> ask my guests, tell us your story. Oh, Lord, where to begin? You know, I've always been in the entertainment industry. I started as a child. When you live in California, it's really common for uh, <laughs> you to be asked by a neighbor, hey, can you be in this movie? Can you be a background extra? Or hey, can you say a line? So it's not odd to uh, start your life in Hollywood. So I started working, uh, acting, modeling, all that around like 12 hey. years old. And um my parents weren't so supportive of it. So they're like, hey, now you need to go to school. And I went to school to become a doctor, mm. actually. And I did not finish because I found this other facet of the entertainment industry that was, sorry to say it, like super yeah. easy. You know, a radio host, you show up, you talk into a microphone and you leave. So no hair, no makeup, you know, you roll into work in your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> you talk, you talk for three hours and you leave. So I loved it. But even though I had all this stuff, I was miserable. So, you know, I've had the same partner, my husband, who was my then boyfriend this entire time for 20 years. I began this around 2000, 2002 ish, um, went full time into radio and TV and red carpet hosting and all that, maybe like 2006 yeah. and later. And I did that very successfully for quite a long time, but I had it all. Even though I had the car, the house, the man, the everything, you know, the job, all my friends wanted a great paycheck. I just was mm. not happy. And, you know, it, uh, it, it just starts to wear on you. You know, you start blaming everyone. Oh, it's my mom's fault. It's my job's fault. It's my producer's fault. It's society's fault. And I didn't take any accountability for my own misery and why I was unhappy. So that's kind of how it all started, I girlfriend. Love I love it. And I think it's important that you shared that it doesn't matter the status. You can be here, have it all and still feel unhappy. I think about celebrities who often unfortunately fall into substance abuse or alcoholism. They have it all. They have the money, they have the fame, they have the house, they have maybe the family or whatever. But even with that, 
with having it all. They are unhappy. And I think what's brave about mm-hmm. your story is that you were just like, I have to do something about it. Right. You know, I think you tapped on on something. Uh, I work a lot with alcoholics mm. and addicts. Um, they're drawn <laughs> to me uh, probably because I was also so desperate and I was searching for that spiritual ecstasy for in everything but mm. spirit. So when I hear someone has you know, an addiction problem or a substance problem, but they have it all anyway, or they don't have anything. It doesn't matter. What I feel is they're looking for that next level of bliss and joy and purpose. And they're just looking in all the wrong places. So to get that kind of next level experience, even if it's, you know, nodded off or drunk or blacked out, they're, they're going to substance for it. So that's why one of the most potent remedies for addiction and abuse issues or alcoholism is actually a deep spiritual connection. And in fact, that's how the like 12, the 12 yeah, step yeah. programs work. So it's pretty uh, remarkable when you think it really is a, a void of spirituality mm-hmm. that creates most problems. And I don't mean, you know, it doesn't have to be dogmatic or religious. It doesn't have to pray to some anthropomorphic figure in the sky if we don't want to. It can really just be cultivating a spiritual connection with mm-hmm. something that's not the stuff between your yeah. ears. You know what I mean? Getting out of that ego and having humility to say, hey, I need help. And guess what? It's oh, not me. Ego. Uh, you know, if my yes. thing... Oh, girl. Yes. It's like if my thinking got me here, if my thinking, if my best ideas got me here to this misery, to this destruction, to this drinking, to this partying, to this, you know, pointless life, then why do I think that that's going to be the same remedy for it? I got to get outside of that. I got to go to source, spirit, the universe, God, something that's just not me. Yeah. I think it's important that you mentioned connecting with source, spirit, God, you know, depending people's spiritual practices or religion, learning more, reading in depth of the Bible, a lot of spirituality also falls Mm -hmm. within. So when you mentioned the ego is what we don't know is that we block Mm -hmm. our own intentionality because ego kind of like morphs over it and, and kind of covers what you're capable of doing. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. And so many people are just unaware of the ego's presence in their life. You know, I'll, 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 here's a good litmus test. If you are trying to be right, it's <laughs> ego. Super, super if you, ego at that point. <laughs> if you, if you want peace, you're in spirit. So take an argument with your partner, your mom, your husband, your whatever, or at work or on mm-hmm. the road. If you just want to be right and teach them a lesson and I'll show you. That is all ego, my friend. But if you're like, you know what? What's more important to Mm. me is peace. How can I make this work? I'm sorry for my reaction. What can I do to make this right? Are you okay? Why are you acting so out of, you know, character right now? Is something wrong? That's spirit, you know? So that's a really good litmus test. Do I need to be right or do I just want Mm. inner peace? When we start looking at things that way, and that's that ruthless self-awareness you mentioned when you introduced me, that's that self-honesty. If I get real with myself, I can actually be real about this life I'm creating and be more real with everyone else. And I'll actually be in bliss because what takes more energy? Being right and showing everyone I'm right, defending my point of view because I'm right or... 
Hey, what's up? Let's have fun. Let's 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 be in unconditional love and forgiveness and yeah, compassion. Yeah, your parasympathetic nerve system just hits right up when you the need to be right, the need to be angry, the need to just kind of throw yourself out there. You're actually That's more right. exhausted by doing it because you're in fight, flight, or freeze mode. And so when you're in the fight mode all the time, you're actually expending so much more energy. I love how you just, you know, (laughs) exactly. I love how you, you know, you talked about it, but self-awareness, let's kind of get into it. A lot of people claim to be self-aware and they aren't. They think that maybe because I know my triggers, that is enough. Self-awareness is actually way deeper than that. It is the ability to look within and say, yes, this is triggering me, but what is the lesson here? When you're able to really stop yourself and not place blame, because I could be triggered, right? And I can tell my husband, like, you're triggering me. And this is, I'm reacting this way because you're triggering me. So now I have the trigger, the fake self-awareness and ego. But the <laughs> real true self-awareness is you saying, I'm triggered. And what is the lesson here? What is this argument or what is this situation teaching me? Let's get into the self-awareness piece that you talk about in your coaching program. Okay. I love this, especially the fact that you bring up the example with the husband. So I'll give an example of me yeah. and my husband. Let's say he leaves the toilet seat out. <laughs> very, every, every woman's very life. benign. Right. So people yeah. are going to understand this. And men, if you're listening, we hate it. Okay. Please just put it down. Be a gentleman, put it down. Um, <laughs> But it's a very benign thing. It's a toilet seat. He's not cheating on me. He didn't crash the car into a pole. You know, he's not uh, using drugs, whatever. It's not a big deal. But my reaction is over the top. And so the true self-aware person will stop themselves in that moment of acting over the top or out of that peaceful, egoless vibration of bliss and peace and say, okay, obviously this is a trigger, but why is it a trigger? What is the underlying fear? Because a lot of times we can take it down to, you know, a Mm -hmm. trauma, a core wound, but there's no core wound of a toilet seat being left up. How are all these little tiny things that are triggers for me? Because don't get... The toilet seat is one of my number one frick of frack. Minus dishes right? in the sink after I've washed them at night. <laughs> okay. So for me, let's get, re- if I'm going to be ruthlessly self-honest with myself right now and all the listeners, the reason I act out of character and a little bit crazy is because I have an underlying fear that I'm going to get a divorce. Mm. If, it, if I climb the scale down, it's he doesn't mm. respect me. He mm. doesn't listen to me. He doesn't hear me. Oh, I'm getting like emo right now. Nothing's going to change. And if he can't put the damn toilet seat down, what is the use of this relationship? That's, that's the spiral. Even though those aren't conscious thoughts, I don't think those things at all. But if I dissect it and look at it, that's why I act like that. Those are your cognitive distortions. So what I, what we call in therapy, your cognitive distortions. That's right. That's right. And so my subconscious cognitive distortions are blowing this out. I'm acting like an animal. And he's like, whoa, you're crazy. Like, seriously? Okay, I'll go put it down. Or no, I'm not putting it down because you're acting crazy. And my reactions scare him. So through this process, what I can do, 
I will normally just not react because why? Who cares? I'll put it down. It's not that big of a deal. And the funny thing is when you stop overreacting, the problem actually diminishes yes. and goes away. It's like this magic secret sauce yes. of the universe, right? Because guess what? The toilet seat's been put down for years now where there was like a decade where it wasn't right. at all. Uh, it's, it's pretty insane. So what I do though, when I do act out of character, because I'm not right. perfect, I just have self-awareness, right? Which is self-mastery. I can say either in that moment when I start or after the fact, and the, the quicker you do this, the better. Hey, dude, I am so sorry for my reaction. That really did not feel good to me to act like that and be out of, you know, spiritual alignment and be acting from fear and ego. So it couldn't have felt good to you for me acting like that. I'm really sorry. I'm going to try my best to not act like that again. I just wanted you to know I'm aware of it. And if depending on the relationship and the spiritual journey you have with your partner, husband, whatever, I will say to my husband, it's because I have a fear that we're not going to break up. I know or that we are going to break up. I know yeah. it's irrational, but I want you to know why I act the way I act. So you can help me in those moments, you know, maybe just even if you don't want to give me a hug and be like, baby, it's not that big a deal. It's a toilet seat. I love you. You know, like if, if you have such an intimate relationship with your partner where you can tell them your deepest, darkest fears and it will never be used as, you know, vitriol or a weapon against you. Cause not all of us have that, you know, some people, there's partners will weaponize their problems against them. I have a relationship of respect where it's not like that. So I can tell my husband, you know what? I'm afraid. And it helps him help me not act like that because we're either in unity or we're not. And what is a unit? It is one thing. A unit is one. So unity, we're one thing, baby. Come on, come together, come apart. So that's where this ruthless self-honesty creates absolute bliss. And when I know myself, I can change my behavior. If I can dissect my thoughts, my beliefs, my actions, and my reactions down to the root core fear. I'm killing it. I'm sorry. I'm killing it. I'm doing real good. And that's the the path of the self master. You're you're speaking my love language as a therapist, because I'm like, this, this is some of the work that I do with the women that I see for, for private practice. It's, it's your thoughts create feelings, your feelings create behaviors, cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's all a part of self-awareness. So if you're aware of those cognitive distortions, of those thoughts that create this. In your case, it's the fear of divorce, the fear that one little thing is a, a disrespect. So the disrespect means that I don't care about you. You're not important enough because we all have, you know, those ants in our heads, which are the automatic negative thoughts that they create this not good mm-hmm. enough, not worthy, not this. So when we get to that core, that's the self-awareness piece as well. That's where you're just like, I'm reacting this way because I feel this way. Or if it's a, a, a respecting or a disrespect or someone taking advantage of you because of your experiences or your traumas that you're going to react like, well, they, you know, they, they were supposed to give me $10 back and they only gave me five and, and they're trying to play me. That might not be the situation. You're That's not right. listening. You're not paying attention. You're not into, you're not self aware. <laughs> oh That's my right. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, I could talk I know, to you for hours. <laughs> oh my God. I, I love you. Uh, so <laughs> tell me about turning your pain into purpose. Because all of this kind of transcends altogether. Self-awareness. Now we're 100%. turning our pain into purpose. So tell us a little bit about this. 
Okay. So it, it's funny. It's like, where do I start? But when I, we, let's kind of just go back to our original conversation. When I am blaming everyone, no yeah. self-awareness, when I have no spirituality, I am out of what I call the Holy Trinity of mm-hmm. balance, you know, instead of like father, son, Holy spirit, it's like mind, body, spirit. If I'm out of mm-hmm. balance, um, I'm going to be miserable. So when I was on TV, on radio, I was only in my head. I was all thoughts, only thoughts. And I was no, you know, it was no accountability. Mm. I was just blaming everyone. And so then I started putting a little bit into my physical, my body. So I was in mind and body. I'm working with a trainer. Maybe I'm doing some yoga, but it's for the wrong reason. The underlying intention behind it was just to look hot and think better about myself. Think, think, yeah. think, 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 because that was my biggest muscle to flex. Once I realized I am devoid of spirituality. I got nothing. I started to realize, ah, that's when I started to be miserable. When I stopped having that spiritual connection, that's when I started that downward spiral. So this, I started this pain point. I said, hmm, well, if all I'm missing is this holy trinity of balance, I need to restore that balance. And I started to get grateful. Mm. I started to connect with a higher power source. I stopped looking at the million things that I thought were wrong, which were really like three things. And I started focusing on the million things that were going right as small as they are. Thank you for me being in this bed, this, this beautiful rising. Thank you for the sun on my skin. Thank you for these cozy socks. Thank you for this beautiful man beside me. Thank you for this cozy home. Like it doesn't have to be something right. over the top, but I just have to start connecting. And I started connecting. <laughs> and me, I was, I've been getting goosebumps a lot during this conversation, yes. girl. And as soon as I started connecting, I realized I can turn this hopelessness, this despair into a purpose to show other women the path out. Because even though it might not make sense to a lot of people, how I was so hopeless and so desperate. I was, I couldn't figure out how come all my friends are so happy and how come they have it all going on and they seemingly have less, you know, what is wrong with me? It seemed like everyone else got this handbook called how to rock life. They got a copy of it and I didn't get a copy. So I'm in comparison. I'm in jealousy. I'm in all these things. And I was miserable and I didn't have the humility to say to anyone, my friends, my family, my hubby, anyone, I'm not doing good. I feel horrible. I don't like myself. Um, and the facade I was putting onto the world, like we talked earlier, was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Pretending like everything's awesome. Because if someone started asking me questions, I wouldn't have good answers. So you just put up this wall of fakeness. None of it was real. I, I remember I would just say to everyone, I'm amazing. I'm amazing. How could right. I not be amazing? What a lie. I was miserable. So when I realized how to climb out of that cave of despair that I was living in for mm. years, I decided I have to transmute this pain into incredible purpose and show other women how to climb, not only from that hole, but never get into the hole. And the whole trick is that mind, body, mm. spirit balance. But I can't do that if I'm not honest with myself. The honesty, please. I gotta keep oh, it real. You have to be honest with yourself because how often do we lie to ourselves? Because we're lying to everyone else. So if you're saying, I'm fine, right. so you're going to find the reason to say I'm fine as opposed to honoring your truth. And say, I'm not good today. Mm-hmm. 
I am not that vulnerability piece is hard. A lot of people don't like being vulnerable because it creates shame. It creates the open door for people to criticize you or to pick apart things in your life um, to make you feel again worthless. So we end up hiding so much of ourselves because of society, as opposed to, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, you know what? I am I'm I'm missing my family member, or today is not a good day, but I'm managing. There's a difference in that conversation. That's right. I was supposed to be like, everything is great, everything is fine, and then you go home and you're like, <laughs> you know, it's it's there's what? a disconnect. You're so right because, you know, we mentioned people in Hollywood drinking. We mentioned this and that because I know I was coping in all the wrong ways. I was drinking red wine every night, but it's healthy because right. it's red. <laughs> I was shopping my pain away. I was eating mm-hmm. my pain away. So if I were to say to my mom, for example, like, hey, I'm not doing good. She might say, well, are you drinking? Are you overeating? Are you shopping? Like, I, I wouldn't want to be called out on my own ineptitude. Like I'm not coping well and my ego prevents me from admitting Mm. that. And so like, I can't admit that because if I admit that, that means I have to change it and I don't want to change it because I don't know how to change it. So I'm just, again, it's this like just circular argument with myself that's going Nowhere. nowhere. Afraid to ask for help. But if I ask for help, I could change, but I don't know how to change. I'm afraid of change. It's scary. What do I do? I don't know. I've already thought everything and nothing's working. Like I'm just miserable. I'm just going to stay here. I now know misery. Misery is unfortunately not comfortable. <laughs> misery is my home. Yeah. It's and it, what a yeah. nightmare. But so many of us are living there. So I encourage the listeners to know you do not have to dwell anywhere you do not desire to dwell. And it always seems so freaking complicated, but I guarantee just like Jamili will guarantee it's actually yeah. easy. Sim- not easy, simple. It's simple. You just have to do the work that's in front of and, you. And it's, it is simple, but that creates it hard and people don't like hard. So the misery piece feels comfortable because when I do have to challenge my mm-hmm. clients, and I'm sure it's the same thing with, with your coaching program, it's remove this thought and replace it with this thought. How is it? It's easier to keep having the old thought than to bring about the new thought. You know, so one thing that I always tell people is to sit with your feelings. Because what happens is we're in such a fast paced world, we need immediate gratification. And we're doing the same thing with our feelings. So you go through an experience. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, One of my clients witnessed in New York City, uh, a, a guy coming with a knife and, you know, she processed it. And, and I was like, so what did you do afterwards? All right, I went right back to work. And I said, you didn't sit with your feelings. Mm. And that kind of sat with her where she was just like, this is how I've been going through my life. I'm just moving along. And when you're not sitting with your feelings, that's when the shopping, the eating, the drinking, and all these behaviors come about because you're not acknowledging and recognizing it. And that's important. You're hundred percent right. You have to acknowledge it. I mean, you know, you're right. <laughs> um, Here's here's what I've learned too. I I, I studied deeply a lot of oh, Deepak yeah, Chopra's early teachings before he was uh, really famous, like mm-hmm. on Oprah and stuff. People don't know this about Deepak. He was before becoming a world famous metaphysicist. He was a world famous endocrinologist. Mm. Homie is a medical right. doctor, and one of the things that I loved about him when he he would teach, if you keep stuffing it, just like you're saying. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm a strong woman. I can handle this. You know what? It was traumatic, but I'm going to go to work. Okay. I'm fine. 
if we don't deal with this and we perpetually just stuff it down, stuff it down and believe it's not affecting us and we never process it, we don't see the signs, the shopping, the eating, the, the sex addiction, the right. alcohol, whatever it is, right? It will manifest oh, in the physical yes. as dis-ease. And it typically will be the yes. same thing. Um, he gives a story of a woman who was in an extremely horrible, torturous marriage. And she came into him and she had pain in her mm. bones. And so Deepak asked her, um, you know, do you feel like in an intimate relationship of yours, like you're weary to the bone, like you're, you're very terse and cautious around so much? She goes, well, yes, my, my husband, and he goes, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your marriage, but I would really look at that relationship because there, I'm running your labs. I'm running your tests. There's no reasons for your bones to be hurting. She broke up with them, divorced, and all of her wow. pain went away. Yeah. So that, so in that, that's just one example of his. I could give several examples of my own, but we don't have all day. Um, but if we don't take care of what's weighing us down and we just, you know, either spiritually bypass it, yeah. oh, everything's great. <laughs> Toxic positivity. I'm positive. I meditated today. <laughs> yeah. If we don't look at it and it goes long enough, I'm talking yeah. decades, it will manifest into the the physical in some sort of dis-ease. Yes. That's just yes, the truth yes. of it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anyone suffering of dis-ease. Course not, you know? Of course not. So tell me a little bit about this self-mastery program that you have. And if you could share three tools perhaps for our listeners. Okay, so self-mastery really is knowing how to live from mm. the divine, which means it's not living from the ego. It's living from that sacred space uh, within me. So I don't, for lack of a better word, care about other people's opinions. I will listen to them. I will accept them, but they're not going to affect me negatively or positively. Like, oh, you think my red shirt looks stupid? Okay, you might be right about that. Cool. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't yeah. bother me. And that's, that's massive to not be bothered. Also to not be um, motivated by my own actions because of what other people think. Oh, well, my mom is really upset. I didn't get my medical degree. Okay. Maybe I should go back. I don't want to piss her off. Nope. I got to do what's right for me. So how do I do this? How do I live from the divine? I have to overstand and understand, not understand universal law, natural law, and I have to harmonize with it. So really it's kind of understanding the reality in which we live kind of on that quantum level, the manifestation, hippy dippy trippy mm -hmm. type stuff and learn how to harmonize with it, understanding karma, understanding mm. all that fun stuff. And then, so we go from that. That's what I teach first, all the fun, you know, hippy dippy stuff. And then we go into that practical application, which is the radical self-awareness. This is all day, everyday self-appraisal. And it's fun. Like everyone that does this are like, oh my God, I didn't, I was so afraid of this process. I didn't realize how fun it was to understand yeah. me. This is so freaking cool. And we start to see where we're putting our energy, how we're reacting and how to transmute that and change that with self-acceptance, compassion for everyone else, forgiveness. So we take all these nasty low vibe behaviors and we transmute them now to mm. high vibe assets, or we decide what we need to get rid of. And we do that with the help of our higher mm. power source, right? Because what I can't figure out, it can, he can yeah. let it, right? So then we tap into masterful manifestation mm. because I started out kind of as like a manifestation coach. And then I realized the reason I'm able to teach manifestation, this very high level, I'm talking manifesting 
lots of money, homes, relationships, blah, 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 is because of the self-mastery I've attained. So so now what I do is I set people up with this newfound default vibration and self-awareness so that they can actually call into their life what they want. And if they don't call into their life what they want, they know why and how to fix it. Because if I'm sending out frequencies of desperation and lack, I'm not going to manifest abundance and prosperity. So it's like really understanding those uh, vibrational details of the reality we live in. But I do it in a really fun way. I've been studying quantum theory since 2003. So I cut out all the stuff that's like unnecessary sciencey stuff. And I just left the nuts and bolts that really take people to the next level. So it's really knowing the reality. It's rigorous self-honesty. It's dissecting the why behind our what. It's tapping into that law of abundance, which is our birthright. Mm. It's being of service. It's forgiveness. And it's integration. Because I'm sure you know this so well. You can tell your clients all day long what to do, but they might do it for a week or a month and they're so excited and they get good results. And because things got good, they stop. They stop. And everyone says that about spirituality too. It's like you pray, you manifest, you have your daily devotions or you're meditating and things seem fine for the moment. And then you stop and then you go back. You go all the way back. It brings you all the way back because what you were supposed to do is stay in that high place. But you consciously self-sabotage yourself because things are good. And we are a human race of I get it till it's good and then move on to the next. I literally feel like I'm talking to myself right now. I freaking love you. What I tell my clients is I cannot have today's like wonderfulness, manifestations, perfection, good relationships, self-awareness, boundaries on yesterday's spirituality. Human beings are the only species where we find something that works, eating healthy, you know, working out, getting a personal trainer, meditation, gratitude that stops. Like, you know, why do humans do this? Because like it's what you just said. So I teach integration. How can I live this all day, every day? And it's not perfection because obviously even myself, I get off track. But because of this radical self-awareness that I've imprinted into my soul, I know when I'm off track. And vibrationally, it feels icky. I don't like yeah. it. I know. It's like, oh, damn, I'm off track. Okay. But I know how to reroute because I have the path of self-mastery, which is really another term for self-actualization yep. if anyone studied yep. Abraham Maslow Maslow's or anything like that. So, <laughs> yes. Girl, see, you know it. And guess what? It's simple. It's nothing crazy. But we want to overcomplicate everything because, again, that's the ego. So that's another good litmus test. If I think it is, you know, some weird ritual, I have to have like three feathers, you know, a full moon, (laughs) dance around the circle. And and don't get me wrong, I love all of that stuff, but that's not what brought me here. That's an amplifier of being yeah. here. Because guess what? If I don't have that balance, all that stuff doesn't do anything anyway. It's an amplifier of what I have going on. So we got to get that integrated so that all your fun tools and rituals and ceremonies and everything you're doing actually yeah. pays off. Oh, I've been loving this conversation. We need to give them more. So tell people... Where can they find you? And actually, where can they get you for uh, coaching them on this? 
Sure thing. So the I Am Everything Project is um, my Instagram. There's another I Am Everything. That's not me. It's the I Am Everything Project. And in my link tree, you can find links to work with me one-on-one. You can find my two-month I Am Everything Project self-mastery mentorship program. It's private. Also like a year-long mentorship program. And uh, we're going to rock and roll from there. So everything's in my link tree. If for any reason Instagram goes down, uh, my website is andrealol.com, which is my name. But Instagram, the I Am Everything Project, there's freebies in there in my link tree you can find raise your vibration guides finding your purpose guides being authentic guides so it's really the best place to keep current with me and i do check all my dms myself and i post as helpful as i can little videos almost i love it yes i've been following you on your instagram guys it'll be in the show notes so you could find her instagram you could find her website and i will also tag her on my social media page andrea it was amazing spending this morning with you well it's morning for you it's afternoon for me But this time with you, I'm so yeah, glad we were able to connect. I'm just you know, keep doing what you're doing. That you're you're doing amazing work and helping all these women really truly transform their mindsets to live their best life and to turn their pain into purpose. So so humble to have you here. You too, <laughs> sister. Yeah, likewise. Well, let's let's maybe do yes, a part two. Yes, absolutely. Yes, maybe. I'm just putting, putting it out, out there. there. Let's manifest it. <laughs> all, <laughs> all right, right, gorgeous. Well, thank you for having me on, and listeners, thank you so much for your time. I all appreciate right, you all. Care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope this episode fed your soul. Please be sure to download new episodes. You can also head on over to rate, review, and subscribe. For more updates, find us at www.iambeauteousme.com or on Instagram at iambeauteousme. Don't forget to use the hashtag beauteousmepodcast for your feedback.